0: Hey friends, it's Emily and Nicole, and we are going to be your hosts for Belonging, where we are going to get straight to the heart of the matter. Let's unpack together what it truly means to belong in an
1: uninviting society when living with or affected by a disability. This is a conversation where we will share one story at a time while educating one another on God's view of disability, building awareness, and changing perspectives. Come as you are and be prepared to hear the real, raw Truth. welcome back to another episode of belonging with your host emily and nicole we are together tonight in our studio with soundproof clothing <laughs> aka emily's closet and i hear an echo do you hear my echo i don't hear your. Echo. i hear an echo uh, what if we hear an echo maybe it's because i'm right well, if we hear an echo, that would be It's gonna be an echo. We've had this recording studio before. Yes, but we're super excited. This is gonna be our last recap. Cheers! Cheers, Cheers to the last recap. <laughs> we are recapping um, Travis and Bailey, and excited to just unpack a little bit of what were some of our important takeaways, and uh, just have our normal recap, and then. We are going to celebrate tonight, since we are doing our last recap, and yes, I won't spoil the rest. (laughs) So, And since Bailey and
0: Travis were both on the faith and Mm -hmm. disability track, we thought, you know what, let's just end season one right there with the two of them, then inviting another guest on to do four episodes, and just recap the two of them, since they were Unintentionally,
1: planned on the same plane. Released, yeah. the The way we recorded them and had them set up, it was not our thought that they're going to be talking similar, similar story, similar uh, theme, but it just happened that way. Right, it did. So, so, so we are here. We are. With them.
0: So first, we're going to unpack Travis since he was our first guest. Um of our last two tapings, Um, right out the gate, I'll just say that I loved Travis's sense of humor from (laughs) introducing you to the podcast since you were having technical difficulties that day to uh, when we asked him about his favorite author or favorite book. I mean, he just went on this kick of just talking he's like wow like you really got me like I just love to read and he just kept going and going and then from the first time he met Johnny right and his story when he met her but he was thinking oh like who's gonna be this guy Uh he's like oh homeschool lesson number
1: one Johnny was a female (laughs) I do love how he was just I hope for our listeners and everybody to remember we're all human and we're not perfect and just because he's a pastor and shout out to all of our pastors that listen you're all human and being yourself and being funny and sense of humor and sarcastic doesn't mean that goes away when you become a pastor or a priest or a chaplain or whatever the title is you're still a human and you have these Quirks about you, and I love that Travis brought that in out the gate, like you said. That was that was awesome. Well, I also think for somebody
0: like you and I, sitting and listening to a sermon, that makes me feel more relatable to the person that's up there. If they are being more real and vulnerable and human to me, versus somebody who's hiding that for whatever reason, I'm going to relate to the guy. He's going to truly tell me his real feelings mm-hmm. and his story and be funny that I am somebody who's trying to be perfect because I can't relate to perfect right? and I can't compete with perfect. So I'm going over here with this guy. So I'm going over here with Travis. We're going with Travis. We're going with Travis. Love Travis. Um, so this is a great segue into the second thing they loved about Travis was his honesty and his feelings you know, not only for me as a mother, but for me as a Christian, like I just say, I can relate more to him with him being so raw and real to me than somebody who's perfect, but also for Betsy and Eli. And so my example here is when he was sharing about his experience going to Johnny and friends as a sibling. So I'm going to read to you what he said. Like many other siblings, I didn't want to go. You know, for me, it was like another week where I'm constantly reminded that I have a brother with a disability. You know, it wasn't something that excited me, which is probably something that I should back up and share. And then he goes into his story about his brother with a disability. I love how he said that. Mm -hmm. Because I have no doubt that Betsy and Eli have certain feelings at different times in their life about Anna Kate that they probably don't want to share with me because they feel A, it's gonna make me feel bad, or B, they're gonna get a lecture. Mm-hmm. But they need to process and go through those feelings and unpack it for their own personal growth. So I just love how he he said exactly like what he felt. Um what he felt in that
1: yeah, and I think that's, I remember we said, you know, for next season we're going to be doing themes. And I think it would be really great if we could have Travis back and do a sibling theme. And he seemed on board for that. And whether or not we use him five times, ten times, two times, who knows. But I I do think a sibling conversation with, whether it be Betsy and Eli and other siblings along with Travis, that would be a really pivotal, pivotal Is that the right way to word that word in the sentence? It would be a really, I think, eye-opening and uh, very different perspective episode. So Mm -hmm. you'll have to listen for season two when that one comes out. Yes, we're going
0: to plan season two this summer, and I cannot Mm. wait. Um, Along with his honesty and his feelings, the other thing that that really touched me that I wanted to share... Uh, was I'm gonna read something else that he wrote, and then I'm gonna say why it really touched me. So Travis said these words. He was talking let me back up and say he was talking about what it's like when you go to Johnny and Friends and you serve as a short term missionary, um, and then he was saying you really can't picture it. Like he can't, he can't create a picture for listeners. And I love how he said, you really need to go experience it. And if you want to, and money is an issue, he gave you his email address. um, And he said, I will find a way for you to get there. So I love that he is saying, Hey, go and I'm going to pay for it. Absolutely. But this is what he said. It's a glimpse of heaven because none of it matters. And in a church culture, where production is everything, and every Sunday is the Super Bowl, and you know all these different things that we lie to ourselves about and make about this Sunday morning gathering that's really not intended to be. Johnny and Friends is the opposite of that. It's like the simple taste of heaven experience where it's just all about Jesus. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you smell like. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. What matters is the glory of God is present in the room. And one of the realizations I had today, I was thinking about this, is that for some of these families, it's the only time they get to worship throughout the year because they've been so rejected by their churches. I was just talking to a family a couple months ago that tried three or four churches in the last few years and they've been turned away because the church doesn't know what to do with their kids.
1: Hmm.
0: That hit me just so incredibly deeply. Like, it hit him. Like, you feel this deep pain for the families because not only are they searching for a sense of just, like, true belonging, but they're searching for rest. They're searching for a place to catch their breath for one hour. Yeah. One hour. And a place for them to just get filled up so they can... so they can continue to go on, and speaking from the lens of a special needs mom, I will say that one hour is kind of like dog years. It like you feeling my cup up for one hour is really more like seven hours, or eight hours, not just one hour. Like that one hour to you, maybe oh it's only one hour, but to me it's like huge, huge, huge. And the fact that the church The big church, I'm not throwing any churches under the bus, but that, you know, there are churches that are closing the door. It's like the one place where you would expect people to get the rest.
1: Mm -hmm. The big C church is trying to do more, but it's still far from it. Mm -hmm. Still far from it. And that trickles down into the little C church around areas that are doing their best. And that's what counts right now is that they're doing their best. And at least they're trying, but there's several little c-churches that are not. They don't know what to do. They're afraid. They're scared. They feel like they don't have anybody. How do we do it? Um, so that's a, it was a great quote to mm-hmm. remember. I enjoyed a lot about how he talked the culture and society um says that people with disabilities can be looked upon as quote-unquote useless um, but God is using them for His glory, and that stands out to me a lot because we all have different skills, different think gifts, and the the way God made us is all intentional for that specific, for each other. We're all specifically and perfectly and wonderfully made, uh, but just remembering that those skills are only capable of being used if they are truly used within the body of Christ. And that, my friends, is the big church. Yep, we see it in little c churches, but in the big church, guess what heaven's going to look like? Heaven is going to look like our friends that we don't get along with. It's going to look like our neighbors that we don't like. It's going to look like the drug addicts. It's going to look like the alcoholics. It's going to be... Quite possibly, yes, I'm going to say this. It's going to be the people that are in prison and justice, whatever. It's going to be people with disabilities. It's going to be everybody that.
0: It's going to be that person that just gets under the your hardest, skin. It's going to
1: be right next to you. Yeah, it's going to be the hardest person to love because humans are complicated. Um, uh, but that is, I just loved how he encompassed the culture and society that they're not useless um, the way culture can say and often make them appear to be. And I really enjoyed um, his quote. I wonder, uh, like to find it in our scroll, but I'm not going to look for it. But we all have our brokenness, and some are more physical than others, and it's a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God. Um, And that just kind of relates back to what I just said too is our our first sin is our own brokenness. Um, it's spiritual sin. It's not what our body how function and capable is our body. It's our spiritual sin has to be healed first for the kingdom of God. And he point he had a really great quote about that, um, which I just loved.
0: People probably need to see Annika and be around Annika to understand Jesus more than they do need to be around me. Which, going with, like, the whole sin, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think it's easier for you to see Jesus in Anna Kate, probably, than it is for you to see Jesus in me sometimes.
1: Yeah, there's a level of, um, a different level of grace, I think. Well, and all the fruits of the Spirit. Every, that girl's yeah, got more the, patience than hmm. anybody I know. Yeah. Don't come to me for patience. <laughs> yeah. Still working on that. <clears throat> yeah, God God uses everything, and even the things that we can't understand, our brain can't understand, it's not meant for us to grasp, and just how Travis, is, Travis talked about a lot of that conversation, again, we're not going to go back and highlight those quotes, you need to go back and listen to it, because that was a sermon conversation in yeah. itself, <laughs> but that was just, um, we're not meant to understand these things, so... If you want some encouragement or you need to just refresh your memory, go back and listen to Travis because it was one for the books. Thanks, oh, Travis. Was, yeah, thanks, Travis. It was so good. All right, Bailey. Youngest and wisest.
0: Youngest <laughs> and wisest. Oh, my goodness, Bailey. So right out of the gate, I will just talk about she's a real gem. Gem. She's a real gem, and she is just so natural. Natural is the key word. Yes. With her interactions with anybody with special needs or disability. Like, it comes so naturally to her that it's just, you just want to seriously, like, pour yourself a glass of wine, cup of coffee or whatever, sit back and just
1: watch her. Yeah. It just oh, so beautiful. It oozes out of her. Mm. It just pictures somebody that does something that you are, picture yourself being so uncomfortable with anything, whatever it is, and then picture someone doing it perfect without even trying, and that's Bailey. Yeah, like it. It was ah, uh, it's a beautiful to watch. Um, I think just from being boom straight out there off the verge or the segue. Here we go with words again. Off the segue <laughs> of um, Bailey is how na- one not just how natural she was, but. I loved her quote of just being yourself and the best thing you can do is to be you because God gave you that gift to be you. Um, so just remembering how important it is to be yourself and be natural and um, don't be shy when you're interacting with people with disabilities. They want, She also said another quote that they want to be your friend just as much as you're trying to be their friend. Yeah, she just, she just had such a wonderful way of being herself in our podcast but also relaying the message of be yourself no one's judging you for anything just be yourself yeah i love how she
0: was talking about every day is different and you just have to keep showing up and which is so true in any relationship that you have you just if you want the relationship to thrive you need to keep showing up and being invested and involved in the relationship um And, you know, she says, I'm going to quote her, that she learned a lot about herself when she started serving within the ministry. And she said, I think that I just learned a lot about myself and how I act with these kids. And I've learned that every day is different. You need to give everyone grace in all surrounding areas. She didn't know that. She didn't know that every day wouldn't look the same. And just volunteering with them, you have to keep those relationships alive, and that's when you start to see things happen, she said. It's super cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, I definitely keep keep going back. Um, she was a little apprehensive, but she's encouraging everybody to keep going. But when she kept going back, she said, you learn that every single day is different, and you get to build these awesome relationships you would not have built if you didn't keep going back. So I'd love that. I also love how genuinely excited she was in replaying this story, um, mm-hmm. about Anna Kate, when Anna Kate went to that dinner mm-hmm. and all of her friends not knowing she was coming. And, um, they were so excited to see her, just how excited she was for the friends that mm-hmm. they got to see Anna Kate. Um, Like, she's just genuinely just loves everything about them, and I think I said this on the episode with her, maybe I said it with you, you know, when you're thinking about a friend and all the qualities you would want in a friend, a friend with a disability or a friend with special needs, and I'm speaking from... The viewpoint of my daughter so I'm not speaking for all people with a disability but like from the friends that I have encountered of Anikate or Anikate um they are the perfect friend to have because all of the drama that you have in your other friendships there is none of that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: none of it whatsoever
1: they just want to be they care about the things that matter right (laughs) there's no drama there's no judgment free judgment free drama hang out zero zero judgment and mm-hmm. i think that's an extra way sorry there's an extra way of forming that belonging that belonging piece and how to form an actual friendship and just knowing you belong somewhere without the the mess it's okay that we have our mess but you don't always they don't bring it in they don't bring in the drama piece of our messes well, they don't care about the they mess. don't care no they bring it you can i said that contradicting bring your mess they don't care yeah. about it yeah they don't <laughs> there care won't be drama with it
0: <laughs> right they don't care about the mess at all no indicate might just laugh at your mess yeah <laughs> she's like oh glad you have got that and i don't have to deal with it <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah. but there's just such a gap and still such yeah. a long way to go um with All of this, um, this being belonging and, um, disability and where does disability belong. I mean, I just, I love going to our house, the furniture store.
1: Our house. Mm -hmm. What is that? Oh, you haven't been to our house? Oh my gosh,
0: you have to go to our house. It's right next to the container store. Um, and love going there. And so now, you know, once you have a child with a disability or you yourself have a disability, every place you go, you notice what is accessible and what is not. So in this season of life that I'm in, I'm going to start calling out businesses that are not accessible. That's what I have figured that I'm going to do. Is it our house? So I took a picture of the doors at our house, brand new building. There is no way with one with a disability to get in. There's no, like, power button. There's no, like, I go to next door to container store, and I step in front of the doors, and they just open. Like, they move to the side. Um, It's not like you press the button, and the door, like, moves open. You know, like, there's two separate yeah. type of stores. Nothing. So I took a picture, and I tagged them in my post, and I said, love your store, Love the people that work in this store. However, I cannot get into the store unless I'm acting like an octopus with my daughter in a wheelchair. So how is somebody in a wheelchair supposed to get in and out of your store? Way to go. That's my new thing that I'm doing this season. Call them out. Yeah. So there was someplace else. Oh, Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn, you're <laughs> the same way. Like, I just saw it the other day. I, need to, I took a picture. I need to call you out on it. Like, this is what I'm going to start doing. Like, okay. like, if I just can't get into your store... Like there's an issue. They shouldn't be ADA there compliant. There is an issue, so I'm gonna start calling them out now. That's what I'm doing. It's not to be mean. It's no. like everybody needs the same accessibility. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna get on my soapbox, but there you go. All right, so- she feels better, folks.
1: <laughs> anyway, with Anna Kay- or with Anna Kay- with Bailey, <laughs> my last thing I want to say about Bailey was um not setting the expectations. She reminded me of that as a 33-year-old adult to not have that rigidity and to not set the expectations because it's going to like Emily pointed out in the beginning of her quote on every day is different. You got you cannot have these high expectations and expect wonderful things all the time go into it with an open mind and the flexibility and you're going to be amazed and blown away on what they can do and how you interact so thanks bailey
0: right and going along with bailey too on that don't expect that the you being blown away on day one.
1: Oh, for sure yeah, not. it's not going to happen on day no one. it
0: could i mean it
1: could but, but it might happen- it's probably not
0: going to happen on day one nah. but like bailey said you need to keep going back you need to keep going back and I will say this until I'm like blue in the face. Like, the magic happens. Where, Nicole? I know, I say this all the time. At uh, Johnny lived? No! Oh. oh my God. <laughs> hey, Nicole does not pay attention. The, the magic, magic happens, happens on the other side of your comfort zone. Oh, right. Oh, get it's out like, of the comfort zone. Get like, out of the comfort zone. You need to get uncomfortable. <laughs> you need to get sweaty. You need the sweaty pits. Like, get uncomfortable and that's where the magic happens
1: i'm sorry i thought the right answer was always johnny land
0: i know sometimes the right answer just like just like jesus. wag said yeah. today in church like people 90 percent of the time if i ask you a question you say jesus, say jesus the answer is jesus like it's jesus no so in our <laughs> podcast we Yes, ninety percent of the time the answer is Johnny. Johnny and friends. But right now it's the magic is on the other side of your comfort zone. Cheers to that. Comfort zone. Oh, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Like, oh my gosh. You're right, like, I'm get so
1: sad. I feel like I failed as a friend, folks. She'll be she'll be asking for applications for her next co host and you can I'll write you a resume. No, when we are on that show it's how good how well do you know your friends? You just remember oh. that, okay? Maybe we should do that first. For- yeah.
0: Just remember that. <gasps> okay. Just okay, remember how it. well do you know your friend. Got it. Okay.
1: I better push up my attention. Okay. All right, folks. All right, so, <laughs> Nicole, to wrap this up.
0: Favorites. What
1: are you loving right now? What am I loving right now? Mmm. Oh, oh, I do know. Okay, what is it? Okay, so I just got back from a great conference, and I bought three new books, and I started a book. Um, shout out Daniel Strickland, The Exodus. Now I'm forgetting the title. The Exodus of something. And um, Freeing You, Danielle Strickland, Exodus book. Um, something of the Exodus and Freeing You from What Enslaves You. And super, super amazing. Um, I've only start. her chapters yeah, right are real little. Only about, I'd say like five, six pages. They're like quick Quick reads. The ultimate exodus, fighting freedom from what enslaves you. Um, So like I said, I've only, I just got back from this conference on Saturday, um, well, late Friday night, but I started it yesterday reading it, and I only got a couple chapters in, but really great already. So I bought it for the purpose of what holds me captive, my thoughts, my emotions, what is holding me back from doing X, Y, Z, and it, she says it so great of there's an internal, she goes into this whole backstory of the Israelites and the true exodus and even a little bit of um, slavery and not only in our country, but in Haiti. In Haiti. Um, and then it also goes into like modern day slavery. She does a very small like page on all of that in one. But the the ultimate part of the book is to figure out what's enslaving you and how to be free from it. So my friend that was on the trip with me, she had asked, do you know what is enslaving you? What's, cap- what's keeping you captive? And I said, I have maybe a few ideas, but I want to go into reading the book with no expectation and let the book reveal it for myself. So I'm loving starting that right now. Nice. Emily, what's yours?
0: Oh, okay. Um... <clears throat> Like I have
1: two.
0: So, I'm trying to decide which direction I should go. Should I do something more, like, a tangible item or a non-tangible item? Let's do non-tangible. Okay, non-tangible. So, I don't know why, but lately, my mom and I, and Anna Kate, have, like, taken these like days where we go and we just do something but it's whether it's like an errand or like we went to Farmville but it's like I spend the whole day with my mom and Anna Kate and there's something in that that I'm just really enjoying right now it's like it's been happening like once a week not planned it just is happening Mm -hmm. that once a week my mom and Anna Kate and I are basically spending one day like all day together and we're just having some like really good conversations and i'm just enjoying that time with her my mom meaning my mom i'm mean, enjoying my time with anna Kate too but <laughs> <laughs> i'm having like the the deeper conversations with my mom as we're like just driving around i'm just really enjoying that right now
1: oh val
0: <laughs> do you feel that love <laughs> do you feel that love so that's yeah, so sweet so that's it all right Aww. friends well that is a wrap of travis and bailey and again if you have not listened to their episodes um I can't stress it enough. I mean, Travis will fill your cup um, so so much, Uh, and Bailey, you're just gonna you're just gonna feel like you have to smile when you listen to Bailey's because she's seventeen, and you just can't help but smile when you're around Bailey. So, so great, so
1: great. Only one episode left, and you're in for a treat, friends. You're in one episode left for a treat, and then we're wrapping up season one. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed another conversation and learned something that may change how you view people living with disabilities. Feel free to drop us a comment, like, and please share.